We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Brand Biggs. Biggs time. Biggs. With money and haw. Biggs time. The Biggs Report. With Brand Biggs. Biggs time. Biggs. His name is Brand Biggs. Brand Biggs talks football with you. <laughs> Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Brad Biggs, the football man of the Chicago Tribune, a longtime contributor to the station and a close personal friend to both of us. And he joins us now on the Score Hotline presented by Signature Bank. Signature Bank Score Hotline. Signature Bank, making commercial banking personal. Big Zay! Morning, Brad. Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, you are on the story as always, and uh, and you were there in the room, and you uh, you heard the uh, the reason that Justin Fields won't be playing, and then you heard the question of would it, if it was a playoff game, and you found no, no, he couldn't play no matter what, and that that was where I just kind of you lost me there, but um, but the reality is the reality, and the reality is the Bears have a very high draft pick, and I suppose not playing the quarterback protects it, whether they want to admit that or not. Yeah, well, they've been doing a mighty fine job of protecting that draft pick, or I should say improving it for a couple months now uh, with the uh, losing streak. So, uh, they, um, yeah, they're not going to have the quarterback hit again. They're uh, going to do their, uh, it appears, uh, best, at least, you know, with the players they make available to the coaches to – Ensure that they lock up the number two overall pick with a with a chance at that one pick. You know the, the big tilt down um, at Lucas Oil uh, Stadium <laughs> in Indianapolis with the Texans and the Colts, and um, you, know, you got Lovey Smith, who the coach of the Texans. If he loses that game, his team has the number one pick. If the Colts lose the game, their draft pick position is you know entrenched so you got a lot of teams with really bad records uh that uh are jockeying a little bit it would appear for uh position in the top five or six or so lovey has said they will play to win uh the texans got their doors blown off by jacksonville this past week after a couple after a victory over the Titans and then uh, close losses to the Chiefs and Cowboys, we'll see how Houston looks on Sunday. There could be uh, some uh, real live scoreboard watching going on at Soldier Field. Okay, Brad, so the Bears have brought us to this point. Justin Fields' season is over. We saw what he accomplished in in making himself uh, into uh, a guy who was on the verge of making history uh, if he would play on Sunday, he was close to that record. We know what he can do as an explosive runner. We know what he can do as a game-breaking player. What has he accomplished as an NFL passer this season, and how complete is that picture? 
Well, he hasn't accomplished nearly enough as an NFL passer, and that picture um, is far from complete. But it's it's uh, it's not a pretty picture right now. You know, you see the uh, the kid draws something right, and they show it to you, and you take a look at it, and you're like, "What's that?" And they tell you what it is, and you're like, "Oh, of course." Um, I mean, that's how this picture looks right now. It, it, the Bears are uh, at the very bottom of uh, passing in the NFL. I mean, they're just miles behind everyone else. It's it's not like with a um, a big week that they would have gone from 32nd to 28th and then another couple good games, and before you know it, they're 24th in the league. No, they're um, – they're they're just lagging far far behind it is it is it is rudimentary it is basic um it is uh it's not very explosive unless he's pulling it down and running the football they've got a bad offensive line that's been established they need to improve there they've got a very poor group of skill position players that's also been established, and and that's kind of been par for the course in these parts. If you go back over the last, you know, two decades or so, the Bears are used to playing with receivers that aren't great, um, and the quarterback hasn't played well enough, not nearly well enough, and and that's uh, a conversation that some folks refuse to uh, take part in or listen to. I'm sure you get calls. Uh, along those lines, but he has not arrived as a passing quarterback in the National Football League. What they did this season is not sustainable offensively. He is injured. He's going to miss the game. It's going to be the sixth game he's missed because of injury at the end of his second season, Uh, so he's taken too many hits. They've got to get leaps and bounds better uh, throwing the football next season with better quarterback play, better protection, and better play by the receivers. But you you cannot assume that with improved line play and improved receivers, they're going to make this dramatic jump. He's uh, He can be very much part of the solution. To this point, he's also been part of the problem throwing the football. Um. Is there any level of expectation at all for the quarterback, for, for uh, uh, Peterman? Peterman? Yeah. Do you think that – I mean, it, we had a text earlier that said, wouldn't it be hilarious if Peterman had like a 300-yard passing game? I, I don't I, – I mean, hilarious in what sense? Um, well, it's a big ask. And there were, it was a walkthrough yesterday, and I don't know where this guy's at, and I don't know what to expect, and I don't even know if anyone cares. Yeah, no, I know Peterman, uh, after kind of bombing out in Buffalo, his, his last, the last time you saw him on the field was that 2018 game in Buffalo against the Bears when he threw three picks. Uh, the Bears absolutely dominated. It was a 41-9 victory, you know, one of the uh, better performances of the season for Vic Fangio's defense that year, although, again, a degree of difficulty going against Peterman, and the Bills wasn't super high, but that, that's the last time he started in an NFL game. Since then, he's done a decent job, I think, of sort of landing on his feet and establishing that he can be this journeyman backup type, which is a great way to make a living. 
and it's a guy that you need on your roster. What do we expect from him when he can't uh, avoid pressure uh, like Justin can when uh, they're, they've shown you that they're, they're deficient at the wide receiver position? I don't know. I, I do know this, that Minnesota passing defense is uh, awful, guys. Like this, this You, you would have looked at this and said, hey, here's a chance maybe for Justin to end on a high note. The Vikings, 31st in the league in pass defense, 30th in yards per pass attempt. Uh, so they're right there with where the Lions are defensively. Now the Lions you know, took it to the Bears. Maybe uh, this is a little bit different with the game being played uh, outdoors at Soldier Field. Uh, that gives them a little bit of an advantage, but I, I just don't really have any idea uh, what to expect from Peterman in the, in the passing game. All right, Brad. So we both have been around Hallis Hall long enough to see things that change from when people are talking at the podium from one day to the next, and you wonder, what happened? Is that the same guy talking, and, and what changed? Matt Eberflus on Sunday sounded like he was committed to playing Justin Fields. On Monday, he opened the door a crack and worried about his health. And two days later, there was a hip strain and an MRI, and Dr. Poles was reading the MRI and said, you know what, he's not going to play. Is that overly cynical? What do you suspect happened? Do you think this is a legitimate health situation? Yeah, yeah. That, that's the interesting thing is after the game, there was no um, you know, concern for his availability. Every, everything seemed fine after the game for Justin Fields. And, and then it shifted a little bit Monday morning and you're like, Hey, get a load of this. They're setting up, you know, some type of uh, injury explanation for the quarterback, not playing on Sunday against the Vikings I, in the big picture, you know, it, we're probably not going to find out. And I don't think it really matters. You know, what does matter is what steps they take this off season. What does matter is a sober evaluation of, you know, every aspect of the football outfit, you know, the passing game, the pass blocking, the wide receivers, the run defense, um, the the pass rush. They they need a real um, honest evaluation, which is is, uh, harder to achieve and get done then it sounds, as, as Jerry Angelo said, it's a heck of a lot easier for, you know, me to tell you about the garbage and trash in your backyard than me to identify the crap that's in my own backyard. So um, they've got to uh, they've got to be real honest and sort of looking at this thing because they've they've torn it down. Right. They've gotten rid of a lot of stuff. Um, how useful and productive can what they have right now be moving forward. Brad, what are you looking for in this game? I mean, is there, I, I, I was saying, I guess Cole Komet can get to 500 yards. The only uh, guy on the team that would have 500 receiving it. I don't know if that means anything. I, I don't know if there are any individual. I'm very curious. And David laughs at me about what the offensive line is going to look like. Cause there's a couple of, uh, of guards that are out. You made fun of me yesterday over it. Don't laugh. Um, 
I want to know if Alex Leatherwood is going to be a a healthy uh, replaced player. If if you're in this situation, I want to know who plays and who doesn't and how they look at that, who's coming back. And it's a, it's a group that is a team within a team. And I'm just curious about it. Yeah. I mean, I, boy, I think they, I think they told us about Alex Leatherwood's future for them last week, but I, yeah, they, they have, uh, it's got two more guys that went down with uh, Tevin Jenkins now out. Um, that's been a recurring theme. And then Michael Schofield suffered the knee injury when, um, when Braxton Jones got driven all the way into the other side of the backfield, right? Like oh, that boy. was, he had three sacks. Yeah. Brad. Yeah. I mean, it, it, um, yeah, like the Lions were taking out multiple players um, going through uh, Route 70 there at left tackle, so that was a problem. So, yeah, somebody's got to be up. Maybe Leatherwood's up. I, You know, I just um, – I, I don't know that they've got a lot to look at there. Yeah, they need Cole Komet to get 13 yards. They don't have anybody with 500 yards receiving. They will not have a wide receiver – with uh, 500 yards receiving unless Equinemius St. Brown goes for a buck 80 um, on Sunday against the Vikings. That's probably uh, unlikely. You know, I would you like to see another little spark from Bayless Jones Jr.? You're, you're talking about things that you would potentially look for Sunday. That would be, uh, that would be great. Um, it would be, um, it would be nice for someone to pass Jaquan Brisker for the team lead in sacks, just because I think it's a bad look when you've got a safety leading your team uh, in sacks. He's, Brisker's got four. Um, Justin Jones is at three, along with Travis Gibson. So if those guys could go out and have a two-sack game, maybe you'd look at that and say, hey, this was nice to see in the finale. But, I, you know, the the uh, the obituary uh, for this season's been written, guys. This this thing's just about over. Brad, I want to go back to Fields for a moment because that was a terrific answer you gave as far as where he is as a passer. And after saying something similar, I think it was in pick six or earlier than that, you know, the texters come at us, and, and I'm sure you deal with a lot of people on social media. And the biggest the biggest rebuttal, or the the counterpoint to what you described and and what we have talked about him about where he is as a passer and what he has yet to accomplish or proven is that people say, well, what about the offensive line? And you got to mention the receivers and you got to mention that role in his development and how limiting those things are. How do you answer those questions and where do you you know divide the responsibility toward where Justin Fields has you know what he's done as a passer and what he's had to work with? Yeah, I don't I don't know how you kind of neatly um assign blame for a horrendous passing game. You know, I don't know how you say it's um one third pass blocking, one third route running, not getting open, one third quarterback or it's you know 40% for two of them and 20% for the other. I, I don't know how you do that. I don't think the Bears would spend their time trying to figure that out. What's clear is all three haven't been good enough. Until all three are better, they can't put together a high-caliber passing game. You look at the teams vying for a number one seed in the playoffs right now, they can all sling it, okay? You look at the teams 
in the mix for a top five draft pick right now. They can't throw the football. There is a real uh, commonality here uh, between what's good and works and what's not good and what uh, doesn't work. So you say, well, you can't even evaluate fields. Well, there have been quarterbacks that have been sacked a ton and still put up big-time numbers, quarterbacks that have played behind poor offensive lines that have delivered numbers that that are leaps and light years ahead of what Fields has put up. And so the counter would be, well, they had great wide receivers. Okay, they had better wide receivers than what the Bears uh, have. I, I grant that. In the last three seasons, guys, there's been one quarterback each year that has been sacked uh, more than 45 times, that has thrown for more than 4,500 yards, and that has thrown for, I believe it's more than 30, 33 or more touchdowns. Okay, so the yardage is more than double where Fields is at. Fields has got a few more sacks, and the touchdown passes are, uh, you know, way higher. Um, so if they want to get to an elite level, all three of those areas have got to be significantly better. Um, when we look at the offseason, you know, probably starts with team president, figuring that out as you move forward. Would that, would depending on who you hire and how ambitious you are with a hire, would that impact how quickly the rebuild would have to occur? In other words, how how will a new president change the ambition of the general manager and the coach. I, I don't know that it will. It, it won't unless uh, the new president is given power over the GM and the coach, right? Currently, the way they've got the uh, the flow chart set up there at Hallis Hall, Ryan Poles is reporting directly to George McCaskey, okay? And so he's not going through Ted Phillips. They sort of redrew that thing in the past. The general manager reported to Ted, and then Ted went to George and said, okay, here's here's what we've got. The GM's now going straight to George. So unless they flip it back to where the team president is over the general manager, I don't think that it necessarily changes uh, the timeline. I don't know that they want to have the – GM going directly to the president if they're hiring this president with the top goal of being uh, trying to get a stadium uh, in Arlington Heights done in the next however many years. That's such a huge project that they might not want that team president's um, time uh, divided having to oversee football and then try to take on a project of that magnitude. It's a great point. It's an ongoing conversation, Brad. Great stuff. I I just think that you can do both. If you get the right guy, you've got to be able to multitask, and you've got to have somebody who's a strong enough leader to to be able to do both. I I mean, I think if you go outside and you bring in someone, you're not bringing in someone just to build a building. No. And I think that the presence of, 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 you know, Kevin Warren, for instance, would change the timetable on the general manager. I don't think you get seven years if, if uh, and that's I'm just basing it on pace, 
if uh, if indeed you have a more ambitious type of uh, leader. And I don't even know that he is that, but I would imagine he is. Well, it, yeah, and, that, and that's possible. It, it's going to be up. It's going to be what George wants. It's not what mm. Kevin or whoever they hire wants. It's it's what structure does George want? I don't take the job what if I'm Kevin George Warren if I don't have that full control. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that, and oh, I we'll think, call, but you're call right. Kevin. Yeah, we're going to do oh, you that. You got to sell, right, Brad? You're going to text yeah. me after the show. Please. He's dying to talk about. Yeah, it. he's dying. Yeah. <laughs> I um, so. Well, no, it's just that's that. Those are all interesting points. I don't think the level of horrendous football this season adjust the timeline at all they knew this was going to be a rough season no they were not anticipating 12 13 or 14 losses anybody that tells you that is uh is full of baloney but they knew it was going to be bumpy they knew they were going to tear this thing uh down and rebuild uh from the start so this this doesn't add a level of pressure to polls or Ibraflus. Uh, it maybe puts them a little lower uh, on the football rung than they expected, but I don't think this changes anything, uh, whether they hire a new guy and he has football control uh, or not. All righty. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Brad. Have a great day, guys. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.